Lord, we give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. For there is none like you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are God and God alone. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you tonight. Hallelujah for what you've already done, what you're doing in our midst. And Lord, we even praise you for what's on the way. Hallelujah. You are great. Hallelujah. And you're worthy of our praise, God. I ask that you remember us tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that you bless this word through me. Hallelujah. The word is already blessed. Bless the vessel. Hallelujah. To deliver this message tonight as you would have see it fit, Lord God. You know each and every soul here tonight, Lord God. Hallelujah. Let everything that be done tonight be done to the glory and to the praise of you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Things we, things we ask in your blessed name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So our key verse is, uh, is 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Hallelujah. Tonight we're going to talk about living faith. Hallelujah. Living faith. Living faith. Hallelujah. So when I looked up the word living, um, I have a couple of um, definitions here. Having or showing life. In active function or use of persons who are alive, alive now, still existing, being in an effective operation, possessing life, having life, being alive, not dead. Synonyms, life, aliveness, support, keep, sustenance, sustenance. Sustenance and existence. Living. And then the definition of faith. Confidence or trust in a person or thing. Faith in another's ability. Another definition. Belief in God or in a set of religious doctrines. The third definition I have is it is the trust that God exists. And by following him. We look forward to a world beyond this one, the kingdom of God, where we will live in peace with him forever. Living faith. Living faith. And uh, it's it just he dropped that, that word living. I was dealing with faith, but he, that living is something about, because evidently faith can be dead. That's what the word said. You, you can have faith, but it can be dead. Faith that's sitting around that's dormant. Dormant, when you look at the word dormant, inactive, lying asleep, or as if asleep. So if it's not asleep, it's lying there like it's asleep. It ain't doing nothing. It's not awake. Faith is present, but it's not active. Present, but not active. That's another definition of dormant. It's present. But it's not active. The question ain't is if faith is there. But is the faith active? Active. And then another definition said. Temporarily inactive. Let's go to Romans the 13th chapter verse 11. Romans 13. 11. And let's go down to 14. And that knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep. 
For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, wantonness not in strife and in envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And I use that scripture because there we got, and there's other scriptures. I think it's in Isaiah, I believe, 52. Talks about awake, awake to righteousness, I believe. Something of that sort. Why is that in the word? Why is it in there? Why is it necessary for the word to tell us to awake? Because apparently somebody's asleep. Something's dormant. And he's addressing it. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Everything that we need, God has provided it. He's provided everything that we need. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Romans 5, 1 through 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith. This grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So faith, faith gives us access. Faith is more than what we, it, I, let me say it like this. It was more, even when I got into word to study it, I was like, wow, this is much deeper than I thought about. We have to look at what faith actually does for us. What, what is faith? Living faith. So when I looked up the word justify, he says, therefore being justified by faith. We were justified by faith. When you look up the word justify, I got several definitions to demonstrate or prove to be just, right, or valid. To provide or be a good reason for something, justify. To free a human of the guilt and penalty attracted to grievous sin. Sin. So justify, he's freed us from the guilt and the penalty of sin. Justify, to demonstrate sufficient legal reason for, for an action taken. Vindicate, validate, or excuse. It's a legal term signifying acquittal. Acquittal is a legal term also. So when you look at justification, and we look in Revelations where we have the accuser of the brethren daily. Well, what does that mean? He's, we have been found wrong, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Fallen short. And he's appealing to the judge of all earth. The judge of all the earth. God himself. He has a legal right to us. You know why? 
because sin gives him a legal right to us. That's why repentance is important. When we sin, that is part of his world, Satan. Hallelujah. Now the blood of Christ cleanses us, but we have to repent. There's an attitude behind sinning. When you are saved and sanctified and you fall short, it should bother us. We shouldn't be comfortable in sin. It should bother us. The Holy Ghost will convict us. But it's our choice if we're going to do something about it. He gives us free will from the point of view of he's not going to force nobody to serve him. But if you love him, you would care about what hurts him. Hallelujah. When you love somebody, you don't want to hurt them. When you truly love somebody, you want to please them. And so when you look at that scenario, and a lot of times I've been looking more into it, the legalities of sin. It's legal. There's legal terms. And you think about God's commandments, his statutes. Those are legal terms. When you really look at it, statutes, precepts, all of that, legality. And a lot of times I didn't look at it like that. I was studying on something and, and the Lord allowed me to see. He said that um, one of the, one of the um, authors that I was reading, he was saying that Satan is the ruler of darkness. And he, and he said the darkness is not referring to the darkness as in a room. It's speaking of sin. He's the ruler of that. And the word said, when we were born again, sin no longer has dominion over you. And so if it doesn't no longer have dominion over us, even in the case when we find ourselves falling short, he's given us a remedy. So that we don't have to stay in that state. That's the thing about it. The difference between serving God and serving the devil is this. One of the differences, let me say it like that. God, he gives you choice. Satan, you'll be a slave to sin. When you look at the scriptures, you are going to be enslaved. You can't break away. Only person that can free you from that is Jesus Christ. Without him, there is no hope. Without him, there is no deliverance. Without him, there is no salvation. He's the only one that can break us out of that prison of sin. He's the only one. But in order for you to reap the benefits of that, he has an order. He wants you to understand who he is. That's what he says, learn of me. The reason why you're learning of him is because you got to know the right way to live and the way to live victoriously in him. Faith in Jesus Christ is the way to deliver us from the bondage of sin. He was the one that came and he's the one to fulfill everything pertaining to what it took. To redeem us from the enslavement of sin. 
Hallelujah. So when we believe and have faith in Christ, it justifies us. And he says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's through Jesus, the work that he wrought for us, that gives us this peace. It's nothing that we've done of our own. We weren't so special that he came by and saved us. Everybody, he said, whosoever will, let him come. He died for everyone. He died for every last one. There's no one that he cannot redeem. No one that he has not the power to redeem. There's no one in so great of a sin that his blood can't cleanse them. But we have to choose it. You got to choose it. And when you do, you reap the benefits of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Let's go to Galatians 2 and 16. 16 and 17. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we find ourselves also are found sinners. We are we ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. Now I want to read a translation of that. 17. I started with 16, 16. And you say to him, well, goodbye and God bless you. You stay warm. This is 2 and 16. You stay warm and eat hearty and then don't give him clothes or food. What does that good? It's talking about faith without works. So the 17 is what I want. So you, so you see, it isn't enough just to have faith. You must also do good to prove that you have it. Faith that, that doesn't show itself by good works is no faith at all. It is dead and useless. Let's go to 18. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I will show thee my faith by my works. 19. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. 20. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? So let me read the translation. But someone may well argue, verse 18, you say the way to God is by faith alone, plus nothing. Well, I say that good works are important too. For without good works, you can't prove whether you have faith or not. But anyone can see that I have faith by the way I act. 19, are, you, are there still some among you who hold that only believing is enough? Believing in one God? Well, remember that the demons believe this too. So strongly that they tremble in terror. Fool. When will you ever learn that believing is useless without doing what God wants you to? Faith that does not result in good deeds is not real faith. Don't you remember, 21, that even our father Abraham was declared good because of what he did? 
when he was willing to obey God, even if it meant offering his son Isaac to die on the altar. Faith without works is dead. Faith requires obedience. Faith requires obedience. And a lot of times, you know, I hear different ones. I, I have faith. God, I know God is real. You know, we have that mental ascent. That's part of faith, but that's not the entire thing about faith. Faith requires action. If you believe it, then what are you doing about it? If you believe God and you still living in sin, what good is the belief in God? God came to deliver from sin. That was the whole purpose of Jesus Christ. God manifested in the flesh. He came to deliver man from sin. And, and, and give us the power to live a life of righteousness right here on this earth. So if you're believing in God and you're still living in sin, what, 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 is it, what, what was the benefit? See, God, he doesn't just do anything for no benefits. He's looking for something. He's looking for a response. First of all, gratitude. Gratitude that he was willing to clothe himself in flesh and come down here on earth. Hallelujah. To, to be a sacrifice for us. He suffered a cruciating death. It was something that we wouldn't have never been able to do. Hallelujah. What he accomplished, no man but him could fulfill it. But he was willing. Where's our gratitude? Hallelujah. Where's our gratitude? How do you show it? By living for him. That's how you show it. You show your graciousness and your gratefulness to him by doing and living what he is asking for us. And he's not asking us to do something that he's not empowered us to do. He is, has given us all things. Everything that he is asking for us, he has provided for us to be successful in it. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith <laughs> and not by sight. Faith is very important. Hebrews, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't please the Lord without faith. But see, it's not the faith that the world is talking about. Just believing that there's a God. Believing. The devils believe also. that The faith he's talking about is a living faith. It's an active faith. He said when, I, when he returns, shall he find faith? He's looking for faith. A living faith. An active faith. And the way that you can see that it's active is acting in your life. Hallelujah. It's showing by the decisions that you make every day. Hallelujah. It's showing by the way that you carry yourself every day. Hallelujah. Because you are light among Amongst darkness. Hallelujah. But if you're slipping and sliding and hypocriting. Hallelujah. It's bringing a reproach back on Christ. And that's the reason why a lot of, of the ones out there. They, they, they don't believe that God is real. And it's to our shame. I said as a church. It's to our shame. Because we're the ones that give them that idea. That. Ain't no difference. 
There's no difference. It ain't real. Why? Because they're looking at you sinning every day. So a lot of times we don't realize, you know how like when, you're, when you've been brought up in a, in a decent family, all, uh, hopefully all of us, you know, we want to believe that anyway. But, you know, I, I listened to some, some one particular preacher talking about, he was like, now when you go out, <laughs> talking to his son, he was going away for college, to college. He said, now when you go out, remember your pedigree. Remember who you are and whose you are and who you represent because he was a well-known minister. And so he said, you carrying the name of this. And when you go, eyes are going to be on you and how you act. And that was just from a natural family. He was talking about a reproach back upon the natural name of that family. How much more than the heavenly name of Jesus? Hallelujah. When we carry that name, hallelujah, that name, hallelujah, demons tremble at that name. Hallelujah. That name is able to raise up the lame. That name is able to heal. That name is able to cast out demons. That name is able to change lives. We carry the name. How are we living? How are we living? We walk by faith. And not by sight. A living faith. A living faith is going to do something. Yeah. It's active. Right. You know, and so some situations have happened. And I'm not going to get into detail. But, you know, we say, Lord, you know, I want to be used. <laughs> Lord, I'm an instrument in your hands. <laughs> it sounds so good. <laughs> Lord, use me. If you can't use anybody, Lord, use me. And then the Lord presents a, a situation to you, a circumstance where you need to assist someone. And it ain't quite what the using you was thinking about. <laughs> but there's a need that's there. It's a need. And how can you have the love of God in you when you see that person in need and you shut up your bowels of compassion? And the individual that I was dealing with, we are dealing with, our family's trying to help out. That's what he said. He said, in my circumstances, you know, people are cordial because of the circumstances. He said, but they're not compassionate. And that stuck with me. Because you can be cordial and do the right thing and show a little mercy and sympathy, you know. And so I said, so in essence, what you're saying is people do things so they can pat themselves on the back and say, oh, I helped you. Compassion gets down with them and help them. When Jesus looked upon him, he had compassion. And if we got his spirit, we need to have compassion. So I was challenged. I was challenged. Now, what helped me was he's a friend of the family. But the Lord is... Letting me know there's going to be some more challenges and they're not going to be friends of the family. <laughs> and you're going to have to have compassion because that's what I've called for you to do. I've called for my people to make a difference. And you're not going to be able to do it without living faith. 
It's got to be active faith, believing who God is and, and, and be willing. He said, no greater love have this than a man will lay down his life for a friend. He laid down his life for us. Are we willing to lay our lives down for others? And I'm not even talking about death. I'm talking about lay down your schedule for this week. <laughs> lay down what you got planned and go help somebody else that's in need. But it's going to take a living faith. A living faith. Faith without works is dead. There was um, something that I had um, seen and I printed it out because I wanted to read a portion of it. It says, faith as defined in the Bible is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, Hebrews 11 and 1. It is the strongly held conviction and proof that God not only exists, but that he rewards those who seek him. It is both a gift that must be given and a fruit of God's spirit within a person. So they reference Ephesians 2.8 and Galatians 5.22. So, and I even thought what they didn't even address in this, what every man is given a measure of faith. So every last one of us were given a measure of faith. Then once you receive the Holy Ghost, there's a gift of faith. And then there's fruit. Faith is a fruit also. So think about that. A gift of faith, fruit, faith, fruit, there's faith. One of the a fruit of the Spirit is faith. You got the gift of faith. And everyone was given a measure of faith. Faith is significant. So he's already said, every one of us, before we even received salvation, we were given a measure of faith. So guess what he did? He already set us up. We were already set up for faith. Now, salvation's here. What are we going to do with our faith? Are we going to just let it lie dormant? Or are we going to allow it to work? I was, it was another part I wanted to say. It says they, it was talking about in Titus. Let's go to Titus 1 and 16. Titus 1, 16. They profess that they know God, but in works, they deny him. Being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. It's talking about people who say, they know God. You should know them by their fruits. Works. There is works. Faith without works is dead. So you can profess all day long, but if your works are not showing, <laughs> 
showing good works, that's good works, good works is a, is a, is a product of faith. Good works. But they're saying here, they're professing. And, 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 and to this day, in this day now, we got so many professing that they know God. Not only professing they know him, they professing they in him. But when you look at the works, the works is saying, no, you don't. You do not know the God I'm talking about. Because the God I'm talking about, he died for sin. He didn't die for you to stay in sin. And I'm watching you every day and, and you living a life of sin. You practicing sin every day. Not sinning and repenting and, and striving to live right. Because we all fall short, you know, and I'm not, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living in sin. They profess that they know God. <laughs> so it's time to start checking out some works. That's why he said you need to know them. You got to know them that labor among you. Know them. Know. Know. But they, and then the other word is disobedient. I said faith. Faith requires obedience. You disobedient, you can't say you in faith. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith. So if you're never hearing the word, how do you have faith? If it comes by hearing... And, it, and, and you're hearing by the word of God. How are you living? How do you have living faith is what I'm saying. Living faith. You're neglecting the word. We're neglecting the word. Let me keep myself in it. Because I'm like, because there's times you can go, you know, and be running, busy, so busy. That you don't neglect the word. Because we got a lot of distractions today. A whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot. And even in the situations where the Lord is using you to help someone, you still can't put that before the word. You got to have some time to get in the word, allow your faith to be built up. Hallelujah. Get in the word. Listen to the word. You know, whatever the situation is, you know what, you know what, you know what you need to do. And it goes and says in um, several places, this is Hebrews 12, 38, Habakkuk 2, 4, Romans 1, 17, Galatians, they even reference 3, 11, is that the just shall live by faith. The just, the justified. He was justified in Christ. Hallelujah. But they shall live by faith. Not by feelings, not by emotions, not by the carnal mind. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. So God requires those he calls to obey him and fill their life with good works. We deceive ourselves if we think merely a belief in him is enough to save us. Living faith. Living faith does something. Living faith. 
Hashama. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. It's not going to be long. Hallelujah. I'm ready to wrap it up. One more area here. It says, understanding these two aspects of faith is crucial. Trust, and they were saying this, faith includes an intellectual assent in recognizing, or trust is actually a part of it, and then it's an intellectual assent, believing something to be true. So an intellectual assent, but then it also has, faith has a trust aspect to it as well. So it's not just like I was saying, faith without works is dead. You got to trust Trust it includes trust. So it says understanding these two aspects of faith is crucial. Many people believe certain facts about Jesus Christ. Many people will intellectually agree with the facts the Bible declares about Jesus. But knowing those facts to be true is not what the Bible means by faith. The biblical definition of faith requires intellectual assent to the facts and trust in the facts. Believing that Jesus is God incarnate who died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins and was resurrected is not enough. Even the demons believe in God and acknowledge those facts. We must personally and fully rely on the death of cross, the death of Christ as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. We must sit and it was using it proverbially a sit in the chair of the salvation that Jesus Christ has provided. This is saving faith. The faith God requires of us for salvation is believed in what the Bible says about Jesus is and what he accomplished and fully trusting in Jesus for that salvation. So it says, um, why is the definition of faith so important? Why trust? Why must trust a company agreeing uh, with facts? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, we cannot be saved. Without faith, the Christian life cannot be what God intends for it to be. Hallelujah. So faith, I'm just here to stir us up tonight. Hallelujah. I don't want my faith to be dormant. Hallelujah. I want it to be live and active. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's going to be shown through the things that we do, the deeds that we do. It says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus. And that when we begin to walk this life in, in, in active faith. And, you know, I've raised up in church and stuff. So, you know, I believe, you know, I believe in apostolic. I believe in this. I believe in that. Yeah, but where are your works at? <laughs> Where's the works? Where's the works? Where's the works? I'm talking to myself. Where's the works? Where's the works at? Because faith without works is dead. But we don't have to, you know, we find ourselves in a situation, which I have, where my faith has been inactive, or laying dormant, lying dormant. Bible tells you in 2 Timothy, I think it's, I know it's, maybe it's 1 Timothy 1 and 7, stir up the gift. <laughs> We have the ability to stir the gift up within us. Hallelujah. That gift does not have to lie. And I'm talking about the gift of the Holy Ghost. So there's no confusion. You stir up the gift of God in you. Hallelujah. 
you stir up your love for God. You stir up your love for one another. Hallelujah. Because you can't love God without loving your brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. So if your, your, your love is, to, is, is, is waning towards some. You know, you have to, you, have to, you know, I, I'm, I'm being honest. Sometimes you do have to stir that love up. Stir it up. I do it out of obedience because I'm like, Lord, just help me and pray for the individuals. Pray for them. If there's some issues that are there, the best way to deal with that thing is truly pray for them. And then pray for yourself because sometimes it's you. You know, we got our eyes on somebody else and what they did, but you had a part of it too. You were a part of it. And we always have a tendency to high, uh, measure everybody else higher in a higher standard than we do ourselves. <laughs> we have a high standard for you. But when it comes to me, my standard's down here. <laughs> my standard's right down here. And no, I don't want nobody to say nothing about it. You know, because you're supposed to understand my problems and my pain. Like they don't have problems and pain. And I love the message that Sister Angie preached that Thursday night. Saying you're going to measure somebody at your best and at their lowest. You're going to try to measure yourself again. That is not right. You had a good day. They had a bad day and you want to measure. <laughs> you can't, we can't do that, saints. We cannot do that. So I'm through. I'm through. Living faith. Hallelujah. God is looking for faith. Hallelujah. And my challenge is, if your faith is dormant, Stir it up. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. They shama say. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. And if there's anybody here tonight that has not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. You have not been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Hallelujah. The altar is now open for you. Hallelujah. God has given everyone, every man a measure of faith. Hallelujah. And it's the, with the intent that you will turn to him. Hallelujah. And accept the salvation that he has wrought for your soul on cross, on the cross. Hallelujah. Calvary. He shed his blood for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Is there anyone? If not, if there's anybody that needs prayer tonight, hallelujah. Altar is open for you as well. Prayer. Hallelujah. All right. All right. We see somebody coming up for prayer. Nothing wrong with prayer. Hallelujah. Pray for me in the name of Jesus. Because I mean to see his face, see him in, in his face in peace. Everybody's going to see him. But not everyone's going to see him in peace. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, God. Father, we thank you right now for your, your grace and your mercy, your loving kindness unto us, Lord. We thank you, hallelujah, for you're a good God. You're a good Father, hallelujah. Oh, Shama. Lord, we bless you tonight, hallelujah. And we thank you for what you're doing in our midst, oh God. Help us, oh God, to live up to that which you have purposed for us individually as well as collectively, Lord God. Help us, oh God, to be, hallelujah, pleasing in your sight, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, we're asking you, Lord God, help us to be obedient unto you in your ways, Lord God. 
Hallelujah. We thank you for what you've done for us, God. Help us not to take your work for granted, Father. Help us not to walk in and out as a hypocrite. In the name of Jesus. But Lord, we're asking you, Lord. Hallelujah. We acknowledge that we can't make it without you, Lord. Hallelujah. We need your guidance every step of the way, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord. And we're asking you to meet the need at the altar. Lord, you know the circumstances in the situation, Father. In the name of Jesus, oh God, hallelujah. You be glorified, you be magnified, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And as we dismiss from this place tonight, Lord God, facing a new week, hallelujah, that you go before us, Lord. Keep us under your blood, Lord God. Remember those, hallelujah, that are breathing this week, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you would be their comfort and their strength, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you, we thank you, we praise you. Hallelujah. And we give your name the praise. Hallelujah. For you alone are worthy. Hallelujah. These things and blessings we ask in your blessed name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.